0: man last week last Wednesday we spoke about mindset and we spoke about deliverance of the mind and we spoke about the importance of deliverance and how deliverance I believe cannot take place uh, in the physical unless it first take place here in the mind I believe uh, and I truly believe and I stand on this and I was giving scripture last Wednesday and we're going to build upon this This week, the Lord's been dealing with me about teaching the church the importance of having the right mind and that in order for our prayer life to be where it should be, we must be praying the right way here. And so I challenge the church and every believer that we ought to not just change our prayer, but add to our prayer that as we're praying for God, remove this Lord, remove that. Lord, do this. God, change that. But we ought to say, Lord, change my mind. Help me to be delivered here in my mind, because oftentimes we can pray for God deliverance in certain areas of our life. But if he doesn't deliver us here, we're going to have a tendency to go right back to what we ask God to bring us out of. And in order for us to stay out of the things, out of the groves, that's what we were speaking about last Wednesday, out of the nonsense, we understood that the grove stands for the nonsense. In order for us to stay out of the nonsense, we must be delivered in our mind. Because the one thing that the scripture lets us know is that we must depart from iniquity. It says that in 2 Peter, that we must depart from iniquity. That is interesting because the scripture is telling us that we must make the choice to leave. We must depart from iniquity. So that is letting us know that we can be delivered. But if we stay in the mess, then we are susceptible to going right back from what God wants to deliver us from. Amen. Amen. So that's what we must do. We must tell the Lord we want to be delivered. We must be delivered here in the mind and then we must make the choice to depart. So that's what we're going to continue to build upon as we continue to teach on the mindset. So tonight I want to dive into the mindset being the principal thing. The mindset being the principal thing. So we're going to go to the book of Romans. Turn to the book of Romans with me, chapter number four. And as you are turning there, I want you to put up on the screen, please, Proverbs chapter four, verse number seven. Proverbs four, verse number seven. As you are going to Romans, the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get wisdom. Understanding. So this is important. We must have understanding. Where is that? That is in the mind. We must have understanding here. If we have the right understanding, we can pray the right way. We can go about things the right way. We can do things the right way. But if we lack understanding, this is where we can slip up. So wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all thy getting of that wisdom, get understanding. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 4. Let's see what it says here, starting at verse number 17. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calledeth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in the faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Now let's look at this here. The Bible says, in being not weak in the faith, he considered not his own body now dead. So in the natural, in every other person that would have been around Abraham would have considered him dead. That means not being able to reproduce. Amen. Because they had the promised child from Abraham and Sarah, and because of their age, they wouldn't have been able to reproduce. But now because his, fake, his faith excuse me was strengthened and he's not weak in the faith, he doesn't consider himself to be dead any longer. So the scripture lets us know when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now his faith was so strengthened that he didn't consider himself dead, nor did he consider Sarah's womb dead at all. Are you seeing this in scripture? Mm-hmm. So that's why if, if we go back up to verse number 18, go back to verse number 18, it says who against hope believed in hope. So now in verse number 20, we can pick up there where it says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. See, when your faith is strong, you give glory to God. When your faith is not strong, you're not glorifying God. Amen. Giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to. To perform it. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. He was found righteous because of his belief. We see in Romans that is written here that Abraham became fully persuaded that God would do what he had promised. Somebody say mindset. I'm going to work on your mind tonight, church. Are you ready? Amen. I sure hope you don't fall asleep here because you go show to miss it. Amen. Because we're going to work on our minds today. Give us a mind change, Lord. We see in Romans that Abraham became fully persuaded that God would do what he had promised. The way he became fully persuaded was by calling those things which were not manifested as though they were. Here Paul is referring to Genesis chapter number 17. You will notice that God called Abram, the father of nations, before he had the promised child. And he taught Abram to do the exact same thing. Abram means exalted father. Now God was taking the exalted father and making him an exalted father of many nations. God changed Abram's name to Abraham, father of many nations or father of multitudes. This was the means God used to convince Abraham to call what he did not yet have in reality. Listen to this now. God had established it by promise, but Abraham had to call it into reality by mixing faith with God's word. Every time he said, I am Abraham, he was calling things that were not yet manifested. Abraham did not deny that he was old. He didn't go around saying, I'm not old, because he was old. But he said, I am Abraham, the father of many nations. This was God's method of helping him change his image and cause him to be fully persuaded. Somebody say mindset. Every time Abram called himself Abraham, he was saying to himself that I am a father of many nations with no children. He didn't have one child. All he had was a promise. All he had was God's word. But every time he opened up his mouth, he referred to himself as a father of many nations. So therefore, every time he spoke, he was persuading himself. The promise is coming. The promise is coming. The promise is coming. Because if he would have reverted back to Abram, he would have been speaking negativity out of his mouth. And he would not have believed the promise. Uh Uh-huh. See, that's how we can self-check our mindset based on the things that come out of our mouth. Because it doesn't matter what God has promised you. If you are speaking against the promise, how do you expect the promise to show up? Why would God deliver the promise? It's every time you speak is against the promise. But see, that's why God had to teach Abram that I've got to give you words to say. So everywhere you go, when people ask you, what is your name? You say, I'm the father of many nations and I don't even have one child. But he had to get Abram in the mindset that you are not only just an exalted father, but you're going to be an exalted father of multitudes. So every time you speak, you say, I'm Abraham. I can just imagine Abraham walking around his house. I'm Abraham. He's waking up. I'm Abraham. He's walking throughout the day. I'm Abraham. Before he goes to bed, I'm Abraham. He wakes up the next day. I'm Abraham. See, some of you need to get this. When you wake up, I'm delivered. We walk throughout your day. I'm delivered. Before you lay your head down, I'm delivered. I'm set free. In Jesus' name. Mindset. Mindset. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 27. Now, church, I'm going to just give you a warning. If I get excited, don't get me too excited, okay? I got a lot of notes here and I want to get through them. All right? So, Brother Pickering, you're going to have to calm down today, all right? Because if you take off running, then I'm going to get excited. we. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It's foolish to go around saying, I'm Abraham, we don't have any children. It's foolish to say you are a father of many nations. You don't have one child and your wife is barren. It's foolishness to do that. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world. And the things which are despised have God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to not things that are. See, God uses spiritual forces which are not seen to nullify or nullify natural things that are seen. This is the biblical principle of calling things that are not as though they were. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse number 13. The scripture says we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Paul is quoting David here from uh, Psalms 118. This is where this is coming from. Paul is quoting David here from Psalms 118. It is David that said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of of the law. Some of us need to have that type of mentality that we shall not die. You may not be talking in the natural, but you should be talking in the spirit that I shall not die, I shall not go back, I shall not return, but I shall live and declare the works of the law. When it comes to divine healing, when it comes to divine deliverance, when it comes to divine blessings, this is the principal thing. This is what I'm teaching on here today. We must declare to ourselves what God's word reveals about us, regardless of the circumstances or how we feel about them. There is nothing more important to your faith than declaring that God has said What he has said about you and your own voice begins to declare it. That's why oftentimes I tell people, you say, I am delivered. I am set free. I am coming out. I will overcome. This shall come to pass. I will achieve this. I will be going there. I shall not be moved. I will be staying here. I am set free. I am delivered of this. I'm not going back. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I have been baptized in His name. My sins are washed away. You continue to speak those things to remind yourself and give you the mindset to know I am more than a conqueror. Mm-hmm. See, some of us here today need to come out the tombs. Uh huh. Stop being amongst the dead. That's where the tombs. Stands for you're just amongst the dead. You're surrounding yourself amongst the dead. People that speak negativity, speak people that speak doom and gloom and all you have around you is negativity. I don't care if you got to walk out of your own house. You walk out of your own house, go outside and say, I can't surround myself with this stuff. I can't be around this all the time. Sometimes you got to turn off that TV. Sometimes you got to put down books. Sometimes you got to close magazines and you got to lift your head and your hands toward heaven. And begin to give God the glory and glory and praise. Amen. Amen. Because there's nothing more important to your faith than declaring what God has said about you. And you do it out of your own mouth. You speak it out of your own mouth. See, when you do this, some would say that you are denying what exists. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some here today that's saying that that you are denying what exists, but that's not true at all. You are establishing what God has said to be true concerning your healing, concerning your deliverance, concerning your blessings, even though it is not yet a reality. You are not denying sickness. Or you're not denying trouble in your life, but we are denying its right to exist in our life. There is a distinct difference for the Bible says in Colossians chapter one, verse number 13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. There are many that have misunderstood this principle and they call things that are as though they are. They are denying what exists, but there is no power in denying that something exists. We can use sickness as an example. The power is in calling for healing and health by mixing faith with God's word. If you are sick, you don't deny that you are sick, yet you don't want to always confess your sickness. Denying sickness will not make you well. But by mixing faith with God's word, this will cause you to be fully persuaded or have the mindset that healing will be the result. It is not wise for someone, and I've heard this said, that they are sick and they need healing. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. They're walking around saying, I'm not sick. No, you're sick. That's exactly what you are. Now, you need to sit down. I'm not sick. They put on their clothes, getting ready to get. I'm not sick. They're, they're trying to tell themselves because they think if they say it enough, they'll change. No, that's, that's not how this works. And that's not, what the, that's not what the Bible's talking about. That's not what this principle is talking about. It's not talking about calling things that are as though they're not. No, you're sick. But what you need to profess is, is, that this sickness will not dominate my life. So then, therefore, you proclaim, I shall be healed in Jesus' name. I know I'm sick, but God's my healer, so I shall be healed in Jesus' name. I shall overcome in Jesus' name. So if you need deliverance out of things, you don't say, I'm not this, I'm not that. No, that's what you are. But you are making a proclamation to yourself saying, I'm not going to stay this way, though. So therefore, if I need deliverance out of a situation, I don't say, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not. No, yes, you are. But I'm not staying this way. God's going to deliver me out of this situation. God's going to bring me out of this situation. God's going to make me whole from this situation. That's the principle. So we have people misusing the principle. They're trying to say, I'm not this and not that. No, yes, you are. You, you, you don't deny the sickness. You don't deny, I, 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 I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. I don't have cancer. No, it's there. The cancer is there. The disease is there. The illness is there. But what you're believing is, is that God is going to bring you out of that situation. That's what you proclaim out of your mouth. That's where the power is. The power is not in you denying what is there. The power is in your faith. You believing that God will not leave you there. That he's going to bring you out of that. That's where the, does anybody hear me what I'm saying in here? I'm trying to get us to understand a mindset. This is a mindset I'm talking about. And people are saying the wrong things because they're thinking the wrong things. I'm not sick. I'm not sick. I'm not, no, yes, you are. You can say that till you're blue in your face. you still going to be sick. Amen. Amen. But the power is in the faith mixed with God's word. And then when you begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ, I may be sick now, but God's my healer. I may have a disease now, but God's my healer. I may have this situation now, but God can make me whole. God can bring me out. And I know that he can. He's done it before. So I must believe that he can do it again. See, your mindset begins to change and you don't allow yourself to stay in your situation. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me, sister? I'm telling you, this is good teaching. That's why the scripture says he doesn't give us the spirit of fear. That doesn't mean you don't get scared. If you can sit here and tell me, I don't got the spirit of fear. Okay, I'm gonna put you up on that roof then and say, jump, and we all go stand out here watching you too. I want to see how fast you jump. No, you go think about that, ain't you? Okay, pastor, I was just teasing. Get me down, pastor. No. You all big and bad, jump. Jump. We, We have fear, but we don't let the fear dominate our life. That's the difference. You don't let fear dominate you. To where the things that worry you, you wake up worry, you go throughout your day worry, you go to sleep worry, next week you're still worried. Three years from now you're still worried about a situation that God says, if you just mix faith with my word, I can bring you out of that worry. I can bring you out of that worry. Amen. That's the difference between having a fearful moment and having the spirit of that fear. Hallelujah. This is the principal thing right here. This is what we must understand. Is that we must trust in the Lord, believe in him, but it starts here. It's the mindset that we have. Church, we need deliverance, but we need deliverance here. This is where we need it. We as a body, we need deliverance here. I spoke on Sunday evening. You see, Brother Pickering, see I'm down here? I need to get back up there because I got more notes. Just give me a couple minutes, okay? I just like those Pepsi socks you got on. So I spoke on Sunday evening about liberation. I spoke on Sunday evening about liberation. And I said, you can dance and shout. And you can be outwardly liberated, but that does not mean you're liberated here. I want to expound on that because sometimes as preachers, you can say things and be excited and and, and I'm moving. And sometimes when it hits ground. I need to make sure I water that. Amen. Amen. Bishop, you know, what I'm talking about. You got to make sure I water the right of these seeds. That doesn't mean we don't dance and shout and clap because we don't feel liberation. Because oftentimes when I have not felt liberation, I will dance and shout and leap for the liberation. That's Bible. The Bible says to leap for joy. <laughs> leap for joy. You don't have joy, so leap for it. Okay? Okay. That's what the scripture says. So oftentimes, I will allow myself to break loose a little bit because I don't feel liberation and I want to be liberated. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Because the enemy will cause you just to sit because you don't feel the liberation. Now you walked out condemned and worse off than what you came in here. That's a trick and a lie from the devil. Amen. So, yes. Yes. We, 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 where the spirit of the Lord is, there is that, that freedom, that liberty to move. But what I'm trying to teach is, though, is you don't fool yourself to think because. But you never open up your mouth and say, God, work on my mind. Work on my mind. Help me, Jesus. I don't want to go back. I'm coming out, Jesus. I'm coming out, Jesus. I don't want to go back, Jesus. Work on my mind, Jesus. I want to change, Jesus. I want to come out, Jesus. All right? Now you're being liberated in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because true liberation is not only in a dance, but true liberation is when the temptation comes and you can resist the devil. That's true liberation. When the temptation comes, you can say no to the things that you were leaning in. That's when you know you're liberated, because liberation is is stamped with validation when nobody's around, when the music's not playing, when the drum's not beating, when the guitar's not moving, when nobody else is pushing you, when you're all alone at home, but yet you can still resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the liberation That I'm talking about. That's what we need here. Liberation of the mind. Because it's the principal thing. I want to reiterate this. If you are sick, you don't deny that you are sick. Yet you don't want to always confess your sickness. I'm just sick. I just, I just, I just. Now, that don't happen here at CMT, praise God. I don't, uh uh-uh. But when I was at AT AT&T, it happened all the time. Oh, oh, Boss, I'm just, (laughs) I will help them with their resume. You better call up some of them. I was very good at that. If you need help with your resume, come to me. I can help you. I'm, I'm joking, but I'm serious. I'm good at writing resumes. I got very good at writing resumes at 18 because I got, I got tired of that stuff because I helped them find another job. Oh, I would gladly help them move on. I'll write a good resume too and a great recommendation letter. Take them. <laughs> Take them so I can hire somebody else in this place. <laughs> Uh, uh, My stomach. I'm tired of you You and your stomach. I'm having flashbacks. Y'all pray for me. You don't deny that you're sick, yet you don't want to confess always your sickness. Denying sickness won't make you well, but by mixing faith with God's word, this is what will cause us to be fully persuaded. Persuaded that healing is the result. The Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter number 11, verse 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe that those things which he, he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he Whatever comes out of his mouth, whatever comes out of his mouth, whatever comes out of his mouth. Come on, go to verse number 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You shall have them in Jesus name. He's teaching mindset, principle. You speak it. You believe it. Talk about the scripture, from the abundance of the heart, mouth speaks. Hmm. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How does something become abundant in your heart? That's a good question to ask. Amen. If from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so how does something even become abundant in the heart? How? How does something become abundant in the heart? You know, if you study heart in scripture, you study heart. You look it up where it's at all different places. You go deeper into that word heart. You know it is equivalent to the mind. You study the word heart in many areas of scripture. It's talking about a mindset. It's a mindset. So how does something become abundant in your heart? It's got to be right here. Right here in the mind. If you've got the right mindset, if you have the right thoughts up here, it becomes abundant in your heart. Yes. To where now, just like we're reading, you're not persuaded. And when you have the right mindset, your heart is abundant in what you already know and in what you're thinking. It comes out of your mouth. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. You see why it's important to have the right mind? You see why it's important to understand what the Lord is saying and how we can be praying the wrong things, talking about God, work on my heart, when I'm saying, no, God, work on my mind. Work on my mind, Lord. Work on my mind. Because if my mind can be right, my heart can be right. And if my mind and my heart are working together, then the mouth will speak right. Oh, let's clap our hands until the Lord and magnify him just for a moment. It's the principal thing. The principal thing. Luke chapter number 17, I will end with this. Luke chapter 17, verse number six. Hallelujah. 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 Liberation. Liberation must be from within. Luke chapter 17, verse number six. It says, and the Lord said, if ye had faith, as a grain of mustard seed. You might say unto this sycamore, sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea and it should obey you. I've taught on this scripture times before and I've always put emphasis on how the Bible says if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, as a grain of mustard seed. And how i taught and told and educated many on that the scripture does not use the word like a grain of mustard seed, but it says as a grain of mustard seed because if you are as a something, you take on the characteristics of it. Characteristics doesn't necessarily take on shape and form, just the characteristics of that mustard seed. And I've taught many times here where the mustard seed is the only seed that does not cross pollinate. Every other seed cross-pollinates, but the mustard seed does not cross-pollinate. You can put different seeds into the ground. There's a possibility when that tree comes up, there can be different fruit on that tree. But if you put a mustard seed in that ground, only that type of plant, only that type of tree, will give the fruit that was put into the ground, and nothing else would be cross-pollinated. That mustard seed. It is important that as I teach on mindset, as I teach on the principle thing, as I teach on having the right mind, having the right heart, speaking the right things, that you do not allow yourself to be cross pollinated with people that are not speaking the way you want to be speaking. See, As I teach, I'm teaching about a transition in many of your hearts and minds that you're going to have to transition the way you think. You're going to have to transition the things and words that come out of your mouth. Well, in a time of transition, you have to oftentimes separate yourself from people that have kept you down. People that speak negativity, people that speak that you cannot do this, people that always say, do you really think that? Do you really believe that's going to happen? You keep on going there. you keep trying, you keep getting prayer. Nothing's getting better. That cross pollination seed begins to come in. And if you allow it, you will allow it to intermingle with what your faith and what your spirit is dealing with you about. And now all of a sudden what you once said, now you're lacking faith you're lacking hope that's why the scripture says hope deferred makes the makes that heart sick that's why the scripture is letting us know that we must have faith As this grain of mustard seed that when God plants a word, a seed into your spirit, don't let any cross pollination come into your spirit, but allow God to bring forth what he intends to bring forth. See, let's go back to our beginning text. That's where Abraham was. Abraham had to get to a point. He had hope against all hope. That means he wasn't allowing for cross pollination. He had reached a point in his faith where he believed that he wasn't dead and my, my wife Sarah, I don't care how old she is, her womb's not dead any longer. Because there was a time where they did not believe that way, but they had to get to a point where they did not allow cross-pollination. It didn't matter what any servant said, it didn't matter what a family member said, it didn't matter anymore. I believe if God promised it, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Against hope, he had hope. He believed in hope. He was considered righteous for it because of his faith. But he did not allow for cross-pollination. Why? Because wisdom. I'm going to read it. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Let's lift our hands unto the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Move upon us right now, God. Help us, Jesus, right now. God, our mindset needs to change, Lord. This is the principal thing, oh God. Our mind must be right. For the abundance of our heart to be right, our mind must be right. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, we're about to take this a step further. If you need anything in your life, deliverance, healing, come on, stand to your feet. Salvation, stand to your feet. You need to be set free, stand to your feet. Come on, begin to proclaim out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to speak those things that are not as though they were. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Speak those things that are not as though they were. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We look to you, Lord. We claim it in Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everyone in here needs to pray the word over your life and you declare it to be true until you are fully persuaded. You keep Declaring it over your life until you are fully persuaded. You pray that word over your life and you declare it to be true until you're fully persuaded. I challenge every parent in here to go home and teach this principle to your children. Teach it to your children. Because even these young teenagers, young adults, they need to understand this principle now. Parents, see, as we go, the house goes. And if we don't have this principle here, our children are going to speak the same way. They're going to be thinking the same way. Amen. Amen. We must get it. And we can get it tonight. Amen. Somebody say right now. right now. We get it right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. See, see, principles like this, you, you, you don't have to, uh, let, let, let me figure this out a little bit more. No, no, there's nothing else to figure out. You just make the change right now. See, that's what I love about God's word. Is that when we receive it, we can immediately put it into action. There is nothing hindering the next step but you. There is nothing hindering the next step but you. Every one of us, including myself, we have a choice to make today. That when I walk out of these doors, I'm making a change in my mind. Or you're going to leave it right here. In these four walls, the devil is a liar. But pastor, you don't understand my situation, but I know God's word. But pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I know God's word. But pastor, you don't know how long I know God's word. And all I've got to do is just apply it. That's what he's looking for, for someone in here to apply against all hope have hope. I'm going to say that again. Against all hope, have hope. Have hope. Whether it be in your life, in a loved one's life, have hope. And declare it. Because from the abundance of their heart, but our mind has to be right. This has to be right. The heart will never be right if the mind isn't right. God, work on my mind. Deliver me right here in my mind. Help me, Jesus, to have the right mind. Help me, God, to have the right mindset. Help me, Jesus, Lord, to view things the right way. God, work on my mind right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's where it's at. This is the principal thing. In Jesus' name. Let's lift our hands.